Hello, genius fans. Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. So wait, so were you testing positive or are you just No, no, guessing? no. I, I'm guessing. It's really, my mother just wants me, she's a nurse RN. She wants me to get tested. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, I'm like almost better. Clearly for my, I'm almost better. And so, uh, yeah. So I guess it's just something to do when you're sick. Like just go out and get tested. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you are supposed to do that when you get sick. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's just right. So if you called her doctor mom, would someone come and correct you and be like, she's only a nurse. No, she actually is a doctor. So she would correct you. Yeah. Oh, so if you called her a nurse, she'd be like, it's actually Dr. Mom. Yeah. yeah, She has a doctorate in nursing. So it's technically doctor. She's doctor nurse. Yeah. She's doctor nurse. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be like if I pitched a show called Mr. Sister. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be like, (laughs) what? That's impossible. How are we going to have a Mr. Sister and not a sitcom about it? (laughs) <laughs> doctor nurse that sounds like a sitcom that would have happened in the 90s like it's great huh? she's the mom but she's also sorry this is like the most i've talked in like four days yeah. it would be a 70s sitcom and they're like a woman doctor they're like you can't slap the woman doctor <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so like it's like the girl brings home the guy to meet her parents and she's like yeah, like I can't do it. You know, you can see it though. You know. Yeah, it's like, oh, are, this is your father. He's like, it's actually Doctor Dad, and this is Doctor Mom. You're like, yeah. okay, copy. Wow. Oh my god, it's a good thing in a podcast to not finish what you're saying because I feel like you know, then people. Why can- start now? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna ask you if there was a movie about your life. Oh, okay. And they have to exacerbate something to become so big of a problem that it's a movie. Oh, right. What would your problem be and how bad would it exacerbate? Okay. Exacerbate. That's a good word. So in my mind, it's like I drink coffee like like a pot a day. Yeah. And so my movie would be like Requiem for a Dream, except about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but same ending. Oh, everything's still the same. Like, I'm like really freaking out, drinking coffee, getting ready to be on TV. I'm going to be on TV, you know, like. <laughs> and no, then they're like, hey, you know the ending, um, right? The, the ending with the two girls, like it's still about. Yeah, exactly. Coffee. They're like, hey, so this is the other coffee addict. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, so there's going to be a bunch of rowdy guys. And they're like, but there's coffee in there. Like, yeah, uh, there's coffee in there. I feel bean like. To bean. I would get pregnant and have the child, but still like changing nothing about my life. Like still doing balloons, still leading hikes to Hollywood signs, still have a roommate, like still like dating Mm -hmm. just everything. But I just get all this material from being pregnant. And then. So So you're forever pregnant. Well, like for a long time in the movie, like you 10 know? years yeah like a long time and so then, like la la except she's pregnant the whole time <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah, yeah oh yeah i have to take the movie dang it yeah you don't uh, have to i just did it you know like so i'm making it la la land but she's pregnant i would be like juno but stand-up comedy which sounds terrible yeah the marvelous miss juno <laughs> oh my god yeah i guess it'd be like that 
I, I that would be the Ali Wong movie too. Yeah, right. But I don't think Ali ever actually had the baby. She had two babies. I'm kidding, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see the special where she's holding the baby. That's when I turn it off. I'm like, that's not special. Yikes. This is a horror movie now. Yeah, right. Now, Mm. what if I had a movie that was like Turner and Hooch, except the dog was a baby? The So it's a slobbery baby, and I have to deal with the baby slobbering a lot, but I also have to fight crimes and stuff. And I have to it's so funny doing your podcast because it just feels like we're talking. This just feels like a conversation I would have with you at third wheel. Yeah. 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 What, that's what, that's you, what I wanted in a podcast. Oh, no, I'm did here. You think, we're, you think we signed on to do the Lord's work today, Emily? I always <laughs> am wanting to do the Lord's work secretly. Like, we should at least plant a tree or make this about a thing. You know, like, if you need one about your career, people can go to other places for that. But if people want to see you have a, a conversation with a goofball, we're here. Aaron Marsh. Here we are. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're right here. So at what point did you take your balloon job, your balloon nine to five? Yeah. And say, I got to throw this into my stand-up. Well, actually, when I met you, um, wait, is this true? I first did it, man, in like 2016. I did it at Flappers a few times. And um, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but comics did not think it was cool. No, <laughs> like it was not. It wasn't a cool thing. Um, and comics didn't think it was a cool thing until it blew up on TikTok. So that's the only reason why now comics think it's a good idea because TikTok said yes. You don't think so? No, I'm saying comics are idiots. No, um, it, no. Everyone's yes. trying so hard to fit in in a place where you're supposed to stand out that I don't exactly. understand why we're not encouraging all of us to walk up there with face paint, balloons. Oh, it's it's absurd. I was doing musical comedy. I've told you know this. I I was doing musical comedy. How's there like my makeup on my desk? Like when did I just put my face on my desk? Um, Your desk didn't feel pretty this morning, and yeah, so it decided. Help. Also, I'm not wearing that makeup. Wait, what? Okay, so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to remember in two weeks, two weeks prior, someone grabbed the back of your head and pushed it into your desk. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I did, oh, I did yeah. My life salt. is memento, but pregnant. <laughs> Every day I go, wait, what's this tattoo in my thigh? Oh, shit. Am I pregnant? Every scene. Every. Yeah. Scene. And then there's a tattoo on your stomach that says I'm pregnant. You go, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Can I get oatmeal on the podcast? Um. <laughs> No, guys, this episode is sponsored by oatmeal. Emily, take your oatmeal and then do a fake ad for it. Okay, oatmeal. Do you want something that makes you feel like you're eating tiny flakes of cardboard, but also makes you feel like a little skinny, witty bitch? Oatmeal, yummy. (laughs) My ad would be oatmeal. Is it a carb? I don't know. I avoid it because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So certainly feels like a carb. Yuck. It is a carb. It's a carb. It's totally a carb. It's oh, weak. I can't have carbs in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Guys, <laughs> forget that that happened. Aaron. Was, what? 
I want you to notice there's been no processed sugars, meats, or carbs on this podcast at all. Not once. Every guest I've had is made of proteins. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Aaron, the only podcaster with an eating disorder on the podcast. (laughs) No, my podcast has an eating disorder. (laughs) Oh, my. That's what's happening. Guys, this is putting up with Aaron's eating disorder. (laughs) We're going to go through your kitchen. I'm going to point out the things that I'd be afraid to purchase because I'd be afraid I'd eat it. I'd be afraid. I, no, 100%. I, I do the same exact thing. And then when I go out, I just eat. I mean, I eat whatever anyway. It's so crazy. My boss bought snacks for everybody. He bought Pop-Tarts. Like, like he <laughs> bought a Costco box of Pop-Tarts. And like, everyone eat them. No, and then, I know. And then I ate three, like, packs in one day. And yeah. then, like, I started, like, hey, do you got kids? Take the Pop-Tarts to the kids. Nobody are eating them here. You know, like, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I got rid of the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And then the other manager was like, people really went through those pop tarts. We should get more. And I'm like, no, no, no. We you mean I have to control my self-control instead of push it onto others? I hate the feed the peasants thing, like that the bosses do, like to make them happy. Like you would like it's like you want to say the 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 director whoever is in charge. You would never eat these Pop-Tarts. They're literally full of poison, but they're cheap and they make people happy. So you buy them Mm -hmm. and then you make the peasants happy. I don't know why I'm referring to us as peasants, but that's just what it feels like. Oh, no, I'm a peasant. Yeah, that's actually my job title. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it says it when I clock in. Normal peasants or not. I feel like normal peasants owned their land. I mean, they had to like give their wife up to the kings and stuff, but they like owned the land, right? I'm doing quotes on Wait, so you I, so the question is do peasants now make more than peasants then? Yeah, I want to know. Okay, so you are correct. Peasants then did did own their land. Yeah. And they were like poor potato farmers, but they also owned a business. Right. Um, but they also had like winter, you know, like and that was that was a problem. I also just they're just covered in mud, right? Right? Peasants. I would have loved to talk to is one of those just... peasants and been like, "Hey, we're actually having like problems where earth is too warm now they're like wait i can make potatoes all year long oh my god the middle class i oh. went back to a peasant then and go hey um the lords are passing out pop tarts would you like one we're sorry about your working to conditions and not giving you health care but here's some oh yeah we don't have health care or dental which yeah, is exactly happy. what you're gonna That's need after fucking, the pop tarts. This is what I fucking hate too. The peasantry gift, and then I have to like get on my knees and say, Thank you, master. Thank you for the pop tarts. How nice of you. How was your vacation in Hawaii? Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Sorry, that's just my that's my one woman. So we don't call him daddy. Okay. Um, <laughs> we do call him father. Yeah, that makes sense. Father, papa. Papa, thank you. And then they're so offended when you don't want the fucking pop tart. It's like Jesus Christ. Guess what? I know I look for, but I also <laughs> this is even better. Me. Is my boss shows up, drops off the pop tarts, grabs the mail, and leaves. And then we're just like pop tarts. <laughs> There's not. There wasn't a big to do as much as it was a drop off. It was like, it was like a divorced parent dropping off the kid, but they're currently fighting. At least do like nice bagels. You know, I like nice bagels, although that is also a car, guys, because that's a rich people thing, too. 
if rich people aren't eating it, I don't want to eat. So when you go to a place and there's a line, do you go, hey guys, what's the median net worth of the people in line here? Just yeah. taking a quick little survey to figure out if I should have this food. Um, yeah. I Google the person in front of me, behind me, and then I leave. Yeah, I'm speaking of which I need a job. If anyone's listening, I would love to be your assistant. Oh, guys, um, this actually is not a podcast. This is a hiring service. We have six bosses that are currently watching this Zoom. Uh, Emily, if you can go ahead and say to the people um, what kind of job you want and the qualifications you don't have for those jobs, please. Yeah, and honestly, like, my biggest flaw is how you, time I always am. Like, it's actually annoying to my friends and they hate it. And like, and like, I always respond to my friends' emails, like right away. It's just like, it's like, Emily, you and your email, not one person, you know, check your Mm -hmm. Instagram. It's like, I check my email, like my Instagram. Um, Yeah. So I'm like a really good at personal assistant. I have a huge codependency issues. So that makes a really good. Mm -hmm. No boundaries at all no boundaries really hard for me to say no easily coerced and mm-hmm. we'll uh, work 24 hours a day even when not on the clock because yeah. you asked and you don't want to yeah. make the, ba- the boss, a boss once told me i d- don't charge me for that i'm sure you had fun doing it and i s- nodded so like that's just like my background mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. oh my god i can't i've signed so many ndas but it's just kind of funny. Yeah. If we could change what NDA stands for, what would it stand for? Uh, not doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. I know one time I, I, I ordered this sign for somebody I was working with. I built, uh, it was a mirroring like the Hollywood sign, but it said like happy birthday, his wife's name in a hill. And these letters were about three feet by three feet that I, that I hold up to Joshua tree and then mm-hmm. staked them into the ground, which he helped me with, which was very kind of him, but the letters looked a little tacky. So I hand painted about 16 letters mm-hmm. to which he said, I'm sure you had fun doing it. Don't charge me for that. And so I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hand painted 16 letters, three feet by three feet had them dry in my house and then hold them up to the desert. And I loved it. You're right, daddy. I did. I also, mm-hmm. if I'm, you're my boss, I will call you daddy. Oh, okay. That's a good and a bad thing. Cause <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Some people <laughs> love their wives, right? I know we don't see many of them out here. Right. And the ones that do really don't want to cross the streams like that out of respect for the wife, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, seeing a married man and his wife lets me call him daddy all the time excellent excellent that's that's what i was hoping so (laughs) he knows i'm not doing anything wrong i'm so tired i mean i guess you're not victimizing her no you're just victimizing yourself no no you're not okay no one's being victimized everyone's having a good time this is exactly what you wanted in a relationship when you yeah. wrote, sat down and wrote the things I wanted out of a relationship. You're like, I want them to be emotionally with someone else. I, um, 
I okay. want to be a tool in someone else's relationship let if me, possible. Yeah, yeah. So let me break something down. I'm coming okay. out of a, a kind of a paradox because I spent this whole year saying this joke to myself that if you are dating three emotionally unavailable people in LA, that equals one boyfriend. So I was doing that. I was dating mm-hmm. three unemotional available because then it's like you text one Monday and then they're kind of blah and then and then you text the other one and then like then you can hang out and then that person's like blah and then third but by the time you look back to the first one it seems like you're playing hard to get because you've been away but really you're seeing other people and everyone knows about each other everything's fine no one's getting hurt except for me but I recently yeah that's it yeah I'm not saying that you're I'm not saying you're cheating on anyone I'm not saying yeah yeah, I'm not saying that there's a trail of dead. What I am saying is, is it possible to get what you want out of a relationship, out of a bizarre relationship like that? It is. It is possible if your needs are getting met somewhere else. It's, I... So, I, no. I... So. <laughs> That's like saying, like, oh, yeah, it's possible for me to have a full meal here if I go across the street and order the rest of the meal. No, 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 no. Okay, well, no. Okay, so I'm... I'm under, um, I am trying to explore like ethical, like maybe polyamorous or open relationships, even though I'm not even in one, but it's still, it's like, I'm always prepared to like have a divorce or something and I'm all, completely ready. No, but so you're I, like, so I'm going to join a couple that might be on the brink of it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm so funny. Yeah. So make me feel good about myself, but I try to explore the, I think that we all in different you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, our body was designed to have multiple partners and group stuff. And like, not in like a weird kinky way. I'm just talking about like, I feel like a lot of us are missing out on ha- on pleasure and exploration. What is that face? Mm-hmm. I'm is- just listening to you explain this. And I'm still saying, sure. Oh, I'm I deeply unhappy. I am deeply unhappy. Um, but yeah, I thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you are deeply unhappy either. I'm just saying, <laughs> is it possible to get all of the needs met that you need out of a relationship? Out of one person? No, that's why we have multiple friends. I don't understand. We have so out many of a relationship friends. where you are at best second place. Also, nice basketball shorts. Second. Thank you. <laughs> they say Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so I'm wearing basketball shorts. Um, okay. That's Is the it... point of doing a podcast over Zoom, Emily. Okay, I know you're right. You're right. I'm wearing slippers. So here, here are my slippers. Look. Ew. Okay, we don't need feet. We don't need feet. I say kink. Aaron Marsh touches his feet. Okay. No, I, what I am learning right now with that relationship is about how to not be jealous and how to let go and realize that what I have with him is very special and that, yeah. And that I'll, uh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. There's, there's several questions about this already. So <laughs> yeah. how to not feel jealous in a scenario where jealousy might be appropriate. No, I mean, I know it's not appropriate because they've already communicated with you that, hey, I have a wife. This is what this is. Right. But also, if you could please get emotionally attached so we can put you in an area where, like, your body's reacting in a way 
that it should when entering a relationship? Should? I don't know if jealousy is... Not, no, I'm not saying that as much as, like, you're in a position where you could develop feelings for either people in this couple. Him. Yeah, I don't hang out with her. And I, I didn't know whether it was just dating him or, or the both or the I Cole couple. Date, I just date him. It was on the table once. And I said no, because I mainly just wanted him to myself. And I was intimidated by. So do you even hear that sentence? What? I mostly wanted him to myself. Yes. And, that's and now I'm was- having and now I have to deal with my jealousy issues. Yes. But this is a completely healthy. No. it Okay. So this is what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. If I really, okay. The only reason why I would get jealous is because I don't get enough time with him. If I had Mm -hmm. enough time with him, I would feel fulfilled. But the reason why his time needs have to be other places. first. I know. And so it's like this weird accepting of like, and then it's like, when I see pictures of him with his beautiful wife, like, should I be so happy that someone I care about is so in love (laughs) I still, I still go back to my original question of, is it possible to get your needs met in this relationship? And it sounds like as much as you're saying yes, the more you describe it, the more I'm hearing no. It's like fast food. It's not like fast food. It's like hanging out with an amazing friend. What does an amazing friend hang do for you? I mean, I understand the dopamine. What does uh, getting a massage do for you? I've never had a massage. Okay, well... In the Mormon religion, you're not allowed to be touched. I can't imagine anyone being able to shut you up for an hour and a half. <laughs> I had hydroxycut this morning for breakfast. <laughs> you would be making jokes about your massage therapist's toe rings, and they would be like, okay, just breathe. Yeah, there's no reason they need to decorate their toes. I'm trying to not look at their toes already. They don't got to decorate them. That's weird. <laughs> so... <laughs> So in the massage therapy world, and there's yeah. a king, and they like kiss the rings, and they put their toes up, and there's like rings on the toes they have to kiss. <laughs> oh my god! No, Aaron, my needs aren't getting met, but I think they could be. And also, that's not what that's for. I feel like, I feel like in the poly world, you're dating multiple people, and they all like meet your needs in different ways. I don't. I don't really, I think I've had to justify, honestly, dating in LA and that's how I definitely hear you justifying. What? I definitely hear you justifying for sure. You have to, what's the alternative being alone? That is, if it makes you happy. It does not make me happy. Mm, Okay. It makes me happy. Believe it or not. Yeah. Explain. I, so I heard a theory about people are like monkeys in relationships and they don't let go of the last one until they can see the new one to grab onto. Like the way the monkeys swing from trees. You don't let go of the branch until you know what branch you're going for. Mm -hmm. But I also am completely content with knowing that, you know what? I'm letting go of this branch and the next thing's just the floor. Wow. You know, like if I can land on the floor, fine. I don't need a branch. Yeah. Um. Also, that just opens me up to maybe not even just a new branch, but a whole new tree. You know, like, right. you have yeah. to make room for what you want to come into your life. And so only semi-filling the needs doesn't make sense to me because you're not leaving enough room for something that could potentially fill 
more are all the needs. I know, but I'm so confused because I think I want to have like an open marriage. And so I feel like I'm just exercising. Oh, so you're just trying it out. Yeah. It's like you want to open a pizzeria. So you got a job at a pizza place. Yeah. And you're like, I think I want to open marriage. So I think I'm just going to enter this other couple's marriage and see how they manage it and work it. Ask where they get their cheese from. Yeah. And they're like, turns out we get our cheese from anywhere that has it. (laughs) 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 Don't have just one distributor? No, we have multiple distributors. Am I the cheese on this analogy? Uh, You didn't start out as the cheese, but you definitely ended as the cheese. (laughs) Yeah. I think. um, They're like, where do you get your sausage from? The guy's like, I'm the only sausage in the whole place. You're like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Tap it. Oh my god. Is she also in an open relationship? Yes, she has like a girlfriend. Okay, so it's only yeah, but it's, so he's still the only sausage. He's the only sausage. I think there's been more sausages, sausages that come through. Okay. I when I hear these things, I I have to <laughs> ask myself, not that you have an answer for this, is you go, I don't know at what point this person's being open or manipulative. They're not being manipulative. I don't think they love me as much as I love them. That's too, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's hurtful. I I think he actually might, but he's like not allowed to say it because I don't think he's talked about it with her exactly like, um, I don't know. It's really hard because you want to respect the relationship Mm -hmm. and you don't want to cross boundaries. Exactly. So, yeah. Which I feel like I also have to ask you this now is if you don't want to release this, that's totally understandable. Yeah. Oh, release the episode? Yeah, because oh. what you're saying is intensely personal. Oh, and so yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to release this at this point oh. without like another permission of now that you know what's on tape. Oh, hilarious. No, he'll never listen. Um Yeah, but it's also about you wanting that level of your business out there. Oh, I I feel like I talk about this stuff. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is anyone surprised? I literally talk about threesomes on stage. People are so silly. It's like, they're surprised. I'm like, I literally talk about this on stage. And it's like, people go, well, we don't take it. No one's listening. No one's like actually listening to the comedy, like the essence of what I'm talking about. Like, I literally have jokes about how like, I'm over, not like you, like, I'm not saying this about you, but like how like I'm over kink and like my new kink is love. Like it's easy to lick a foot, but it's hard to care about somebody. I'm like, these are. These I don't are- even hear where I would be in that equation, but absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But also it's just kind to be like, hey, now that we got intensely personal, is that what you want out there? I guess like, and then, but, but am I doing something wrong by being? This- no, you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. But I'm also not going to I'm you f- define your boundaries, you oh, know? I am aware and For I sure, but also I, like for me to go, yeah. oh, this is a place where some people are boundaried here and some people are boundaried there. I'm I have to double check with you. Yeah. I mean, cuz like I, you know, I would rather be like uh I don't fucking know, like I I'm I'm fine. I, we've been doing this for so long. Everyone knows mm-hmm. everything. Just fuck it, you know? Uh, as long as I'm not hurting the people I'm talking about, that's usually my for boundary. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He's like, why would that doesn't hurt? I look like a pimp. Yeah, I look like a pimp. He's such a good person. I adore him. <laughs> Whatever. 
Yeah, he doesn't listen to these podcasts because he's too busy planting trees. Yeah, he is. Yeah, kind of. Kill me. Wait, you're in a relationship with Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> yeah. That's he's so the- cool. Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. Uh, uh, man, this incense is really good. Yeah, no, it's really tough. I've lost, I lost like last month, I lost like two other people I was seeing and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Now, yeah, I'm interviewing. Nobody wants to work. <laughs> I can't, I can't. You're having boyfriend inflation where people are like, remember when, Honestly, before the, before the pandemic when, when one boyfriend was enough and now it's three boyfriends? No, literally guys are, everyone's depressed. Everyone is depressed and dating is so hard because everyone's so sad. How do we all get so sad and not trauma bond? I know everyone's tired and they don't want to like open up about it. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, like the dating apps are so depressing. Like it's, it's so funny how people are just tired. Are, do you feel that way, Mr. I'm on the floor waiting for my tree? Um, do I feel, I mean, I would say I go on random dates, more random dates now than before the pandemic, not many on the second. And it's also like, I'm totally fine with it. I don't feel a sense yeah. of rejection from it, not wanting to go on. Yeah. But I feel like that is off. a reaction to the apps is you have more access to people to like, ask out before they like there's even like a feeling or emotion and then you get in front of them and go oh there's not a feeling or emotion cool mm-hmm. well it was really good to share this drink with you and now i'll be moving on okay do you ever meet someone and it's like a good time and so it's not like the best time but you still continue building that relationship yeah is there something wrong with that is that no. sinful no i don't think that is you don't think so? No, it would be sinful to lie about like it. If, if you were doing like the weird thing that guys do where they're like, I can see myself with you forever, but you really don't feel that way. Oh, the love bombing? I hate that yeah. shit. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah no, no, like that's bad. But if you're just like, oh, I think we should give it a go. You know, like, why not? Yeah. You know, like it's, there was nothing against what was going on. And maybe there's more. If you think there's potential to grow further. It's hard because I feel like I think I'm definitely wrong. That's what's the hardest part about being an adult is realizing that you're just wrong all the time. I'm definitely wrong, by the way, the title of Emily's podcast. I'm definitely wrong with Emily Browning. I might start a podcast called I'm Not Dying, but um, I love doing comedy in Austin. It was really fun. I mean, I only had to suck Joe Rogan's dick once, but like, you know, it was cool. That's a lot less than a lot of the guys I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know of anybody actually. I'm sure it's happened somewhere along the line, but I don't know of any confirmed. Oh, I definitely know that person sucked the person's dick for a comedy I've, spot. Oh, I've heard nothing but the people who work for Joe Rogan. I've heard nothing but good things of how he treats them, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I wish, I wish Joe Rogan would give me a cease and assist. I'm like, you listened? You know what? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. I hear, I met a few people that, look at this, my little balloon dress that I made. Mm-hmm. It shrunk. Um, as balloons do. As they, they always do. If you can make an analogy for life about a balloon, 
I stopped. Oh, no. You're Forrest Gump. You're on the bench. Someone's talking about balloons. And you're like, you know, mama always said. Life's like a box of balloons. Balloons is like. Balloons is like. Oh, I have to say like a box of chocolates. No, whatever, whatever. Well, compare. Balloons is like a beautiful thing. Like it often fades away. Mm-hmm. You know? Mom always said balloons is like a beautiful thing. It often fades away. Yeah. Or like it also like at, it will workshop it. Yeah, that's I mean, their mm-hmm. accent is so good. But balloons. No, it's it not. Often, it often like pops or it often blows away or like it's mm-hmm. like this is really interesting because I'm constantly creating these things. And sometimes I'll give it to a kid. I'll make something for five minutes. And All then right. They so balloons, drop it, they drop relationships. It they're very beautiful and everyone loves having them until they violently go away. Violently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you know, mom always said life is like relationships is like balloons. They're beautiful. Everyone loves to see them until one terrible instance takes it all away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we remind the audience, your people listening, when we accidentally shared a lift and we hadn't talked in like five months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to work. Yeah, it's great. I know. And I was like an idiot in the lift. I'm like, I know her. <laughs> hey, it's me. And then I was like, is this your new place? And you looked at me and you just shook your head. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was my new place. You know, I wouldn't have this many roommates if I lived in a car. Like 7 a.m. That was so funny. Oh, I miss those days. Going to work of ride share. Yeah, or just like I was working at like Showtime or something, and I just loved it. I loved it. I I thought you worked at Showtime. Yeah. You were personal assistant. I was an assistant. I wasn't personal. I was an assistant. It was really no personal questions. It was all business. It was all, and I, oh my God, I'm so funny in a corporate environment because I don't understand filtering and being afraid to lose my job. So yeah. Do you have that problem I have where I'm me all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. Yep. Uh, yeah. People at work are like, they're not nice. And I'm like, I'm just telling you exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you always say you're not nice. That's really funny. Yeah. Cause I tell them exactly what I'm saying. I feel like you're. Or I go, hey, you look really confused. You know, yeah. like, and they're just like, what? And I was like, if you weren't confused, why are you doing this, this, and this? And instead of them being like, I was confused, they try to hide it because they're being regular people. Aaron, you're the most on the spectrum person, not on the spectrum person that I know. Thank you. Um, people both on and off the spectrum do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a certain brand of a person to be able to tolerate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They like people want to look at you and be like, you have a problem, right? You're like, nope, this is all by choice. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You nailed it.
Emily Browning. If you love her, you can check her out on Instagram at Emily Browning and on TikTok at Emily Browning. She's got like a hundred thousand followers there. Um, it's because she posts all these stand-up clips and they go viral. Seems regularly. So check her out. She's also was on a previous episode. You'll notice this is called Emily Browning too, because she was on a different one earlier. And it was also whenever I talk with her, it's always great because it is very silly. It is very jokey. But it is also, we are just being jokey and silly with our hard wiring and emotions. And it, I don't know, for something about that, it just feels so cathartic. And so it's like, she's also a friend that it's like, oh, I'm going through a thing. Emily, meet me for lunch. Let's find jokes about it. And also some healing, maybe. You know, like she was great during the pandemic for that for me. Uh there was a lot of good healing. And I, so thank you. Thank you for being a good friend on that, Emily. And thank you for doing the podcast again. I saw that she was like, I'm sick. And so I'm just at home. I want to do a podcast, like just to the universe. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I loved our first conversation so much. I want to bring her back and have another one. And it was great. I really enjoy this. Um, I don't 100% know who is next because it's not recorded. I have scheduled Alex Phillips. Alex Phillips and I, we so, I want to say casually, but also very pleasantly have known each other for over a decade. He started comedy around when I started comedy. And we would just see each other around and had respect for each other and enjoyed each other, but never really became friends. And then one day we worked on a set together where I was, I was crew, he was talent. And he saw me and was like, is that Aaron Marsh? And we just hung out all day. And ever since then, it's like, we just kind of, we grew a friendship over all of our nerdiness and all of our things. Like, you know, we just have known the same people for so long and we've, we make each other laugh and I love it. And he's scheduled to come over and do a podcast. I hope that I'm doing an intro for that. But I also know that our schedules are always so manic that it's like, I feel like we've scheduled, we've tried to schedule it for like three or four times. But he's one of those guys that when you watch a Marvel movie, you check in with him afterwards, like, you seen it yet? You seen it yet? Okay, explain this to me. Explain that to me. And then he's like, does the same to me. I mean, I want to say he does the same with Star Wars, but he's also really up on his Star Wars. He's one of the only guys that I was talking to that's not Andy, that really loved Book of Boba Fett and was really confused by how everyone else also didn't love Book of Boba Fett. And we talked about all those things. But I don't know what the podcast is going to be about, you know? We just, we both recently lost our friend Jack, um, which I should... I want to say something. Jack Knight, he was referenced a bunch throughout this show. He was referenced in the David Dorward episode. He's best friends with Garrick Bernard, who was on a previous episode. And I've known Jack for like 11 years. And I, I did ask him to do the podcast. And he doesn't really do them. I mean, for anybody. He doesn't do them for anybody. And he's been asked to do very big ones and turned it down. And he was very nice and polite about the whole thing. Where he was just like, ah, I kind of don't want to. But if you want to hang out instead, you know, like... And and I'm going to miss the hell out of that guy. You know, like he, when I met him, I was maybe, maybe a year into living in Los Angeles. So I've known him for that 10, 11 years. He was 18, just moved from Seattle. And I remember being like, did you ever, you ever do stand up in Seattle? And he was like, no, no, I came out here to do it because this is what I want. And I did the same thing. I didn't really start in Arizona, like barely, barely. And then came out here immediately. And Jack did the same from Seattle. And so we had that in common. And we had a friend named Quincy Jones who introduced us. And I remember him telling me. He's like, 
Jack is going to skyrocket past all of us. It's not even like, you can't even look at him to, as a mile marker for like, oh, this is where I should be. Because he was young and charming and handsome and funny and it was effortless. And it really, in my mind, historically going back, it's like, I guess I can only compare that to like Freddie Prince, where it was like, when he showed up, we all just went, yeah, yeah, Jack's the star. Go ahead, pass Jack on through. We're going to stay back here and try to get Jack good. You know, like, and it's, it really does suck. It's terrible. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I mean, like, he passed. Um, and so, and so it's weird. It's going to be weird to know that, like, I'm never going to run into Jack Knight again. It was super cool that for, like, four years, I felt like Jack and Garrick and myself and Quincy would all figure out, like, We'd all just, I, we'd see each other every day for four years because of open mics. And it was the thing I looked forward to. You know, like I looked forward to, when you sign up at the Comedy Store Potluck, at that time, you would sign up and then you would wait an hour before they put the list out. And they put the list out only but two minutes before they uh, would start the show. They would put it up, everyone would crowd around, and then they would be like, invite the audience in. And as soon as everyone was seated... The show would immediately start. So you had no time to prep. All prep had to be done before arrival, which was normally done in that hour. But not Jack. <laughs> Jack didn't need that. But I would take that time and we would like go to Starbucks or something. Or we'd, there was a place called Carney's right there that had like chili dogs or whatnot. Um, although I don't recall him ever ordering anything. He just would sit at the table and make us laugh, make it hard for us to eat and drink these things. And the way that he would be charismatic. He also would try to engage and bring everyone into it too. Like it was, when you hear about people who are this charismatic, there's always like, oh, the megalomaniac part of the, that I didn't get from Jack. And yeah, it, it blows and I'm going to miss him. And thank you for knowing me, Jack Knight. And thank you guys for putting up with me. Mm-hmm.